Welcome back to the Lolly Carter NFL Draft Show. Here, I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. And as usual, every weekend, we're bringing to you some talk on the NFL Draft, who the Steelers should be looking at, what's going on with different rankings. So we've done a few mock drafts the last couple of weeks. This week, we're going to do we're going to get back to talking about just what to look for in the next coming weeks. Now, as you all know, and as, as Dale has talked about before, pro days are, are here. Uh, we are in we are in that schedule right now as far as, you know, which to which programs are we going to be showcasing their players, because this year. These, there's a scouting combine, quote unquote, that like the event itself is happening, but there won't be any events to judge players. So all the emphasis of measuring 40 yard dash times, weightlifting, shuttles, all that stuff, Dale, this year is at these pro days. What do you think that does to just the way that teams are going to evaluate players this year? Well, it's going to be a very uh, different, um, you know, it's tough to compare. For example, uh, you know, this Clemson's pro day was yesterday. Okay, so you got the guys who run there, but then you'll have guys that run at Ohio State or whatever campus that, that they're on. Is that a fast track? Is that a is that a slower track? Um, you know, you have to know kind of all those those things. Um, you know, that's the great thing about the combine is that you're seeing everybody run on the same surface uh, with no wind, and and so you know you know exactly. Uh, how to measure them. Well, this guy was, you know, a 10th of a second faster than that guy and vice, you know, all those, all those kind of things that you can measure with that. Um, you know, so you're going to miss that. And, you know, the, the, the medical combine that they have, not everybody's going to be there. Uh, it's just guys with, who have to get checked out medically who had something going on. So it's going to be a lot different. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of things to consider here um, as far as, you know, how those measurables go up. But I think there's going to be a lot also, you know, coaches and GMs, they're always in the scouting departments. They're always still talking to, 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 to coaches and reaching out and building relationships with the, with the guy, with the guys who coach these college prospects that we're talking about so much. Um, But we've already, and we've already seen that on television. It was was Adrian Clem working with uh, Quinn Miners, at, uh, at Wisconsin Whitewater for his pro day. And they saw him running the running the drills there. So you saw the Steelers there. And then, of course, everyone was a buzz about the Steelers being at in force to Clemson's pro day. Oh my God. Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin went <laughs> to the Clemson pro day? Holy <laughs> mackerel. Who would have saw oh that coming, God. right? Guess what, folks? They'll be at the Ohio State Pro Day. They'll be at the Alabama Pro Day. They'll be at the uh, Michigan Pro Day. You know, pick the pick the schools where who have multiple prospects, and that's where Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert are going to go. Kevin Colbert said that. He said, "Look, we're going to go. Mike and I will go to the places where there there are the most prospects, where you get the most bang for your buck." It, it doesn't mean they're taking Travis Etienne in the first round. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm sure they're interested in him. But that doesn't mean he's obvious. He's the number one target. That's they're they're looking at Travis Etienne. Guess what? Clemson has six or seven guys that they're yeah. looking at. It's not yeah. just one guy. Yeah, That's what just, drives me nuts about this. You know, uh, the Steelers had somebody at, at you know the, the here or there. You know, well they're you know North Dakota State, for example, had their pro day on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, and and automatically everybody's there looking at Trey Lance. Well, guess what? They got an offensive tackle named Dylan Raddins, yep. who's a first round, who's a first or second round talent. Mm-hmm. They're there looking at him too, not just Trey Lance. Right. And, and that's the thing. 
Trey Lance, I still view as, you know, he showed off his arm in that, and you saw people saying ooh and ah on social media. But like you said, like he, he's most likely gone before the Steelers even pick. Dylan Raddins is a guy who maybe a first-round tackle, maybe a second-round tackle, depends on how you value him. But he's much more of a guy that the Steelers will get a real look at and will actually consider picking, considering their near offensive tackle moving forward. Um, so, so you're absolutely right. That's part of the hysteria of this. And, and back to Clemson. On top of Travis Etienne, because, you know, I saw – people making the ridiculous jokes about trevor lawrence but you've got cornell powell you've got amari rogers you've got jackson carmen you, you've got a ton of talent that balances out who could be real fits for the steelers and actual places where they can get drafted you know jackson carmen's a guy you know you and i have talked about on on this very show about other instances where you know people are saying draft an offensive tackle in the first round draft an offensive tackle in the first round but you know hey there are guys who they could get in the second round who would be really good players jackson carmen's one of those guys you know everyone's assuming that you're talking to swinney about about travis Etienne and what he can do and you know you know atn talked about yo oh, i'm excited to work with back canada and this that and the third there's no guarantees there this is just saying They've got they, they've got a lot of different options and who knows what that conversation consisted of. Right. And, and it could it could just be the you know, the conversation with Dabo Sweeney. Hey, uh, who you got coming out next year? What do you think of this guy or that guy? Or uh, who was the toughest guy you played against this year? Who couldn't you block or who you know, what what running back gave you the most trouble or any number of things? It's not like you go to Clemson and say, well, you know, we're just here looking at one guy. That's ridiculous. Right. And that's the thing. You're looking at you're looking at every situation. And then the other thing is that, like you said, there's a whole bunch of pro days stretching out to April 9th, where we're going to be talking about this. You know, we're talking we're looking at, you know, what you know, what are, you, what are we going to say when when they go to Alabama's pro day? Oh, they're definitely talking about Najee Harris, like probably. But they're also going to be talking about whoever else they want to talk to talk to Nick Saban about. Yeah, they're going to be looking at him. You know, when they go to North Carolina, you know, what are they going to say about Javante Williams and Michael Carter? I, I agree with you, Dale. There's always that hysteria that needs to get calmed down but i do think it's cool to see when you see the, the actual like oh it's cool to see okay they're there to see that like it actually happening because this is the dead season for a lot of people when it comes to football if you're not if you're not a, a football nerd or, or you know a guy that works in the business like we do you're you're, you're often like man there's nothing there's nothing football to talk about but there absolutely is when you're talking about pro days this is where the numbers are start are going to come out now and this is where people are going to get a much closer look at each of these athletes that are coming out here. And, and as this rolls out over the next few days, there, there's good, after, after the next month or so, we're going to see a lot more of those opportunities. You know, like next Wednesday is going to be a big day because you're going to get Georgia and Pitt, two teams with a lot of guys who are projected as, or who are at least invited to the NFL scouting combine. Georgia, I think, has like 10 of those guys. We've talked about, you know, Monty Rice, who I think you selected in your- uh, They're guys, guys that would have been invited. Right, right, right. But I'm yeah. saying they were they would have been invited to the combine, but they were on like the invite list for if it if it would have happened this year. Uh, but but players like Monty Rice, Trey McKitty, guys who went, might fit the Steelers late in the round, those are going to be interesting guys they want to learn about, and you know guys that you want to know what are the, what what's their work habits right like like we we often look at okay just the film aspect but you want to know from the coaches who's the guy that showed up early who's the guy that stayed late who's the guy that you're not so sure about sometimes so that you can get insight as a coaching staff and learn you know hey let's stay away from a Paxton Lynch who doesn't always pay the most attention in, in practices and, and and coaching meetings yeah I mean one of the things you want to find out does a guy like football Right. Uh, because, you know, there are a lot of guys who play football or any sport, really, uh, who are in it because they like the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. They like what what this is going to bring to them. Uh, hey, I'm going to make you know millions of dollars and get out. 
Um, you know, th those are not the guys that you necessarily want to do business with. You want guys who love the game, who take it very seriously. Uh, you know, you could find out, you know, you go to the, you go to the, to the, to the janitor, the cleaning lady, or the, the people work in the cafeteria. This is where having, uh, you know, if, if you're a team that has scouts or, or longtime scouts, they, they've built those, those, those relationships over the years. Is this guy, is this guy a jerk to everybody? Uh, you know, is he, is he, you know, a, a good teammate? Does he get along with everybody? Uh, you know, there are all kinds of things that you can learn uh, beyond the football field. You can see, you know, they, they've seen all the tape on these guys. You know, you're, you're, now you find out how, how does he interact with his teammates? Uh, how does he, you know, work through his pro day? Um, you know, I, 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 I still coach baseball. One of the things that I, that I tell, you know, the kids that are going off to do, to do uh, try out, you know, camps or, or anything like that, or if they're going to go work out in front of scouts, it's important how you, how you warm up. It's important how you, you know, how seriously you take practice, those kind of things. Those are the kind of things you're looking for because there are so many guys available who could do your job. They're just as good as you. What sets you apart? Your work habits. And, and so, you know, if do you take this seriously or you're out there jacking around while you're, while you're, you know, warming up those kind of things that, you know, it, that make a difference. Right. They make a ton of difference. You want to get that background on a guy. We're not done with this. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back continuing this very conversation on what the Steelers and other teams in the NFL are getting out of these pro days right after this. Back here on the Lolly Carter NFL Draft Show here on DK Sports Radio Network. Dale, we're, we're talking about the pro days. We're talking about what guys are seeing out of this. And, and I think you're absolutely right. And that's something that the Steelers have often tried to do about finding out who these players are. Most teams try to find to do it. But you find, you know, people often talk about the guys in the Steelers who, you know, kind of are, are out there. And you like, like people always talk about Juju on TikTok or, you know, there was the talk this week about Chase Claypool and Diva quotients and all that. But for the large part, the Steelers do their best to get bring the guys in who they know are going to be team guys. And that's why they often retain so many guys around. But you get teams like the Raiders and, you know, teams – I forget who I'd say whoever let go of Isaiah Wilson, you know, there's all sorts of guys out there who, who you draft, you like what you see on tape or you like their size, you like their 40 time or whatever reason. And then you bring them in and then they're not paying the most attention when you need them to in mini camp and rookie camp in, in player meetings. And then they're missing key opportunities on the field. All of that stuff helps keep a locker room together and build a, a, pro, a professional organization to win games. Yeah. Again, it goes back to, you know, do the guys like football are, are they, are they so are they, you know, have they bought into that or do they just like the lifestyle? Do they like the, you know, I like big paychecks and hey, we all like that. Um, but you know, you gotta, you gotta do your job as well. And so, you know, if, if, it, if it is just a job to you, it's, if it's not, something that you're, that you're, you know, really, uh, into, um, that's going to show up, uh, you know, eventually down the road. Um, you may have, you may be the most talented guy in the world. Uh, but if you don't love the game, uh, how much better at it are you going to get? Um, you know, maybe you've got just ridiculous off the charts, uh, talent, but you know, how, are you willing to put that off season work and to continue to get better? I also think that there are, 
you know, one of the things that, that drives me crazy, you know, in, in this time of year is once the scouting combine happens, the scouting combine becomes the, the, the sort of just the, the super official thing that everyone talks about and is the the ultimate determiner of how rankings are made like you know like when dk metcalf ran his blistering 40 yard dash time everyone was like well that's the number one receiver on the board and then he goes in the second round you know and then uh you know you get you get all these crazy things here i i wonder because we see it on the media end i wonder dale you've you've covered the nfl you know when you since i was a kid I've always wondered what does that have an impact on certain rooms in the NFL? And I know for the Steelers, they do their homework. They don't just base things on the combine. And we've seen that because on, on how they picked, but do you get a sense that there are NFL offices that, that normally would just kind of, you know, have a reaction to those type of things that influences how they form their big boards and may end up making them go for players that other teams like the Steelers who do more background research they may make them go for players that those other organizations would pass on. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Raiders were notorious for just taking the guy who was the fastest guy at the combine. And, you know, it's, that's how you end up with the guys like Fabian Washington mm. or Darius Hayward Bay uh, mm. being a first round draft pick. Um, you know, we just want speed, speed, speed and go down the field. Well, that's great. But can he play? Right. And, you know, those guys could play, but they were overdrafted. Um, you know, you don't use a first round draft pick on those guys. And that's what the Raiders would do. You know, if you're doing the job, if you're doing this right, um, you know, the, the combine tape and all that stuff, the speeds and, and, you know, the explosiveness, all that stuff, what they do in those situations just reinforces um, what you do. Now, maybe if a guy runs a, a really good time, you go back and you look at him again and say, well, this guy was really fast. Maybe I should go back and look at this. Maybe he's a little more athletic than I thought. Uh, but, you know, if you if you say, well, you know, he you hear it all the time or you see it all the time as you know, the scouting circles, uh, you know, looks like Tarzan plays like Jane, um, you know, no offense to anybody out there, but um, you can look the part you can, you can have all the tools. Uh, but again, if you don't love the game, if you, if you're not physical um, you know, that's going to show up on tape. So yeah, you could be a great track. athlete. Usain Bolt would, would go to the combine and run the, the best 40 time in the history of the combine. Doesn't mean he can play football. Right. You know, that that's all part of it. And, and we've seen that before. Guys who have been, you know, track monsters try to make it into the NFL and it just doesn't work out because they don't do the other. There's so many other things that go into a football player than just pure speed or pure size or pure strength. Like you said, loving football, being about football, it's, about doing all the little things, working on the footwork drills. And, you know that that's one reason I keep all I keep telling people that Joe Hayden isn't done yet with his NFL career because he he's a guy that loves football. He knows his technique. He works all the time at getting quicker at, at, at you know outsmarting opponents, working on his technique, making sure that hey, I may not be taller than this guy, I may not be faster than this guy. He may have you know he may have be, uh, he may be able to jump higher than me, but I'm gonna outwork this guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna show him what it takes to be an NFL professional and. Uh, because I outposition him, because I'm in the right, I'm in the right spot, and because I can anticipate what he does because of how much I study and how much I work, that's going to lead to more wins for me on the field, but play by play, and more wins for my team game by game. Those are the type of things that Dale's talking about here. And, and uh, don't let me put mouth words in your mouth there, but I, I'm, I just, I see that that's what that's what a lot of these pro days are going to come down to. You know, not just 
who lifts the lifts the 225 225 pounds the most times but you know how much of a work ethic did they put in during the offseason going into this and then I think it's also gonna be interesting for some of these players who opted out last year like Jalen Twyman he didn't play a single game in 2020 and now he went you know he's coming back here you know he what do you get what do you how do you even gauge that where you're like okay what was his work ethic like during the offseason when he didn't even play yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, guys now train for the combine. So, you know, you, you, you get better at those things as you train for them. And, you know, I know, uh, for example, Trey Lance didn't run the 40 on, on Friday. Well, you know, if you're Trey Lance, are you working on, 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 on your, you know, your get off, you know, coming out of the blocks to run a 40-yard dash? Or would you rather just, hey, I'm just going to throw the football. I'm fast enough to play quarterback. Uh, but I, you know, can I make all the throws? That's the main thing. Who cares how fast you are as a quarterback? You know, we didn't have a time on Lamar Jackson. We knew he was fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, you know, we know Trey Lance can run. Um, so I, I'm not real concerned with his 40 time, you know, all he could do is hurt himself by going out and let's say he does, you know, stumbles out of the, out of the blocks or something like that, or doesn't get a good, uh, you know, release on the blocks and runs a four, eight. Well, now all of a sudden, hey, maybe he's not a first-round draft pick, you know? So, yeah, it, it, it's all part of it. it. It's all part of the strategy. You know, I, I think it was Ramondre Stevenson running back for Oklahoma. Um, his pro day was also Friday, um, along with Creed Humphrey. But, the, you know, Stevenson, they said he dropped like 10-ish, 10 or more pounds to try well, and Trav- you know, Travis ATM was up 10 pounds. Mm-hmm, right. You know, that was one of the things with him that, that uh, you know, he, he played at 205 last year. Well, then he weighed in at 215. Mm-hmm. So guys do that too. Right. Body transformation. Cause they want, they want to say, Hey, I'm working on this thing because I think this is going to best fit what teams are looking for for me. And there's also conversations that, that are happening in the, in the background, you know, like, like for example, on Friday, I, you know, we got to talk to Kenny Pickett with a pit availability, you know, Pickett decided to come back to the NFL because, you know, he had Mark Whipple reach out and he had, you know, you know he had people reaching into, into the NFL, figuring out like, Hey, what's the draft stock for Kenny Pickett. Now, granted, you know, his draft stock would have been very low as a quarterback last year, but our, this year but you know part of it is trying to figure out hey you know for the guys who know they're going to be in the nfl draft what are the things that people want to see out of me what are nfl scout what what's the word on me in the nfl and that helps you determine okay this is where i'm going to to this is what i'm going to focus on in these coming days and like you said if it's a strength like a 40-yard dash for a quarterback you let that be but you want to go out and trey lance at least from the the tape that i was able to watch watch on friday at his pro day he showed off his arm a little bit and now people are even more saying like oh maybe he's in this conversation and it don't matter what people on twitter say it don't matter what the the draft boards the mel kuypers the todd mcshay it doesn't matter anything what they think but it does matter about those nfl teams i think they said 30 nfl teams were there uh for north dakota state's pro day and it does matter what their scouts thought because they're going to collect that information, take it back to their war room and say, okay, let's adjust our, our big board this way and that way. And that can ultimately determine what makes you a top 10 pick top 15 pick, maybe even, and you know, if you don't do well, then maybe a second round pick a third round pick, you know, you bump down your stock. So, a lot of this is stuff that's predetermined guys that are, that are doing their homework, doing their studying so they can get better and show what kind of product they can be in the NFL for these scouts as we go pro day to pro day. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, continue to watch uh, how this continues to break down over the next three or four weeks. And uh, we're less than six weeks out of out from the draft right now. So it's coming in quickly. 
Woo! So much fun to talk about. And we have a lot of fun on this show here on the DK Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Lolly Carter NFL Draft Podcast. Remember to rate us five stars, leave us a positive comment. It helps out the network a ton. Stay tuned for DK Sports Radio. We've got a lot coming up this, this, this week, week, of course. This weekend, we still got our baseball podcast to come out. We still got our Penn State podcast to come out. And then, of course, Monday, we're back into DK's Daily Shots. He'll be doing that all day for all three pro sports teams here in Pittsburgh. And Chris Carter and Dale Lolly, have a great weekend, everybody.